who's the student above me that I want to be in my class? What jobs are people taking that I want to take? And holding on to their shirt and figuring out how do I become close to this person? How does this person show me what they've learned over the last two years? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Value Project. Today, we have episode nine. And just a quick update. So I did some thinking and I think what I'm going to do here, I've got a couple more episodes planned. This is episode nine, and it's going to be nine of 12 for what I'm going to call season one of The Value Project. So we've got this episode, three more after that that you can look forward to. And then I'm going to take a short break for the summer, take a couple months off, see if I want to continue with it, see what's happening, maybe get some more perspectives, get some more ideas, advice, whatever it is. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I might plan something special for the finale. I'm, I have a really fun guest that I'm excited to have for the finale. I talked to Sam and she had a good idea to add like kind of like a highlight clip or like a reel of some of my favorite moments, some of my favorite like conversational like pieces of conversation. So I might do something like that, but I'm not sure yet, but stay tuned. But yeah, anyways, this week we have my good friend Mitch McCarthy. So Mitch and I actually really do go way back. We became friends in elementary school. We've stayed in touch and... Honestly, through today, we still talk somewhat frequently and, and try to stay engaged in each other's lives. So I was really excited when I heard from Mitch that he enjoyed this podcast and um, he wanted to get involved. So this episode, we talk about mentorship and the value of having mentors in our lives, both uh, you know personally, professionally, and different kind of facets of our lives. And so I'm, I'm really excited for, this, uh, for you all to hear this conversation. I had a really fun time talking with him. Um, and we came to some cool conclusions, and, and I think there are some really fun points to take away from it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Mitch. So you can see this painting up here. Uh-huh. Probably people who are listening can't, but it's a painting that Scott gave me from one of our favorite restaurants. And this is kind of an example of how me and Scott go way back, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember like you were at like my seventh birthday party or something like that when I got that Xbox. Let's go. Um, I remember that. <laughs> remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I I guess I've always just kind of like looked up to you as like a mentor. So as I started thinking about this, this podcast and whatnot, I started thinking about what's the value of like having a mentor or, or the value of mentorship in general. And so I kind of wanted to like get your thoughts on this. I can say a little bit about what it means to me. But personally, I believe that even if you're the most talented person at whatever you're going to be doing, you'll never reach your full potential or get to where you really want to be if you don't have someone kind of guiding you along who's been there before or who's going through it with you. Mm-hmm. So I think I think mentors really bring winners to that next level in whatever mm-hmm. they do. I'm lucky enough that I've had people like you, Anton, you know, everyone on the soccer team actually growing up showing me what to do, what not to do. Of course, my brothers and sisters too, but I don't know. What do you what do you think about like mentorship and all that stuff in general? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm super flattered that you say that. And it makes me like want to cry a little bit that you say that. So thank you. Um, I I really appreciate that. And honestly, I look up to you, too. Like there have been times where I feel like I've gone to you in in need of like a mentor and a leader. So I don't always think it has to be a one sided way, you know, and honestly, that's the beauty of like mentorship is like, why do people mentor others? it's obviously to give back, but you also learn from the people that you mentor. I think. Yeah. A lot. That's a huge um, as well. Yeah, exactly. And so I love this topic because you know, when, when you, when you specifically kind of like single me out, like you thought I was a mentor, I, the way, what I think of media is like, 
I'm glad that I can be a mentor for people because I'm not perfect. And I can show you that people you look up to are not perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. should not be like idolized, but they, you can look up to people and you can respect them and you can, you know, take their ideas and run with them. But like, always keep that like, kind of like side piece too. that. Like, I love to be an example for people like, Hey, this is a way that you can live your life. But my life is not perfect because I've made these mistakes. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's mistakes, what's those, those yeah, mistakes kind of make you who you are. And I don't think you can learn without making those mistakes. So mm-hmm. to have someone else who's making different mistakes and you get to learn from those as well. And it just makes everything easier. Completely. Yeah. Dude, I'm kind of thinking about your timeline. So I feel like you had a very like positive experience in high school overall, I would yeah, say, because yeah. like you said, you had like a very structured, like friend group, you know, obviously you move between them and you grow through those and, and with family kind of the same way. But then I feel like you went through like a really interesting like growth period when you graduated and we're kind of figuring out like, what do I want to be? Like, who do I want to be? And what do I want to do? So do you yeah. feel like you had to lean on mentors in that kind of period of time? Or like, oh, what yeah. was like your big, if you want to talk about like those couple of years and sure. then kind of like bring yeah. it back to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. When I graduated. So in high school, hundred percent agree with you. I, you know, Iowa city is such a great place to grow up because it's surrounded by people who care about you getting better. And I, that was the case in soccer and school and family and in the whole community. When I decided to leave Iowa city, I went to Illinois Wesleyan to play soccer for a year. It was a really good year for me just because I got to know who I was, who I wasn't. I think part of the decisions that I made over there were mentorless. So mm-hmm. I was in a new place and I didn't have like somebody like you or, or, or somebody, you know, a mentor to kind of show me what to do. And I ended up, you know, getting in a situation where I was like, is this where I want to be? Do I want to keep doing soccer? The only thing I knew to do there was revert back to Iowa city. So I can't, you know, I decided to come back. Um, and it was a, the hardest decision I probably had to make in college because I had made so many good friends and I'd invested a whole year of my life going there. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I I did find is that when I came back to Iowa city, I kind of got to reconnect with people like you, you were at the university of Iowa and Victor and Griffin and all those guys who were always there for me, you know, it made it a little bit easier to make that transition. And then, yeah, going to Spain (laughs) the next year was a pretty random decision on my part. I knew I wanted to learn Spanish probably thanks to, you know, my sister who always told me I needed to learn another language um, and another (laughs) mentor in my life. Yeah. Kind of when I got over to Spain the following year, so following the timeline, first year of college, went to Illinois to play soccer. Sophomore year, I was at the University of Iowa trying to figure out, you know, like you said, what I'm passionate about, what I wanted to Mm do. The following year, I spent the whole year in Alicante, Spain, again, isolating myself a hundred percent but with a little bit better of a mentality, I'd say. And I did a better job when I got over there of reaching out to people in the community, in the program that I was in. Uh, I actually ended up getting a couple jobs over there, connecting with people who sparked interest for me and what I like wanted to pursue now. I think my ability there to make friends, make mentors really pulled me through because it's not easy to move to the other side of the world. You Completely. know, I mean, you know, even just going up to a new city, it's like, you got to, you got to create your base. You got to find a barber. You got to find mm-hmm. all these things that you never mm-hmm. think about when you're at home. As you can tell, I still haven't found a barber. That's <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> good. My barber's out of town right now. So I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bro, but, what about La Liga and Cuba? When did you do that? 
Sure. So, so Anton, another mentor of mine, who's shout out to Anton, shout out to La Liga in Cuba. Yeah. So La Liga in Cuba was something that Anton started. I think it would have been my freshman year, right after he had studied in, in Cuba for the six to nine months that he did. So while all that stuff was going on in my life, uh, in Illinois and whatnot, I started to hear about what he was doing there. And then really it was my sophomore year of college when I came back to Iowa City. Anton reached out to me. Maybe he saw that I was in a lost place or whatever. We decided, hey, we're going to start doing La Liga in Cuba. I was like, yeah, I'm committed to helping you 100%. <laughs> that was our first trip that summer after sophomore year down to Cuba, which mm-hmm. amazing experience. I've learned more. I think that was probably the most beneficial trip for me in terms mm-hmm. of like learning just mm-hmm. because we there it was monsoon season actually in Havana and so we had this wow. outdoor soccer tournament planned right 17 days games every day whatever whatever we mm-hmm. get there the first day and it's like you can't play soccer out there it's literally flash flooding from the sky wow <laughs> yeah we had to overcome a lot of stuff like that and seeing how Anton at that time spoke better Spanish than me and he obviously had way more connections down there so it was another opportunity for me to learn how someone adapts to a situation and you know i played my part maybe two percent and figure out the problems that year but I'm sure it's more uh, i don't know i that year i was pretty helpless down there and <laughs> in havana i was just like what's going on but yeah i mean we came a long way since then we came from that to the last time that we went pre-covid was such a success we had a men's game women's game youth game or tournaments for men's and women's and a youth game yeah just just an amazing event so that person yeah. is yeah. something that makes me want to keep going. Yeah. And that's the reason I bring it up is because I actually think that, and not to like project this because it's your life, sure. but you talked about like how, and, and I remember this in your first year in college, you feel like half the time you feel like, oh, I'm outside my comfort zone. I'm taking on these new challenges. And half the time you're like, I don't know anybody. And I feel really insecure because yeah. I don't, I don't have, I don't feel like I have direction. And that's kind of like the beautiful struggle of, like going outside your comfort zone and trying new things is it takes a little bit of like confidence to know that like you're doing the right thing without yeah. always like kind of background voice of like insecurity. Right. But yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like when you came back and again, not to like project your story, but uh, I feel like you still feeling like you came back to Iowa and you're like, okay, now I'm back in my, I'm back at where I feel comfortable but I'm still not entirely sure what I want to do. And so you've kind of like reverted a little bit about that back, but you still feel a little bit like worrisome about the future. And so that's why I was so like happy and so thankful that you were able to get excited about La Liga in Cuba, because I feel like, like you said, Anton has been a mentor for you. You got to meet new mentors in Cuba. Yeah. And I feel like that whole, that whole experience gave you, it sounds like it gave you the confidence to be like, okay, like, I can live in another country. I can mm-hmm. explore. I don't need to necessarily like have always be surrounded by people I love. But I think that relationship of you and Anton going down there and realizing like, hey, like I can do all these things with a little bit of help and like with yeah. a little bit of support and I can lead my way. And so like, I feel like that kind of, and, and I remember like you like looking for a place to live and then being like, actually, I'm going to go to Spain. Yeah. And, and that's that like step for me, I think was just so, like inspiring because I feel like you found 
like you said, you, you found jobs, you found people like, I remember FaceTiming you and like, you had friends that you're like going to go hang out with. And like, you knew like the spots on the corner and like yeah. that, like that seriously, like I, I felt like I saw, I was watching a movie. Like I literally thought <laughs> I was watching a movie about this like culmination of like how to like find your way without having like a necessary like end goal. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think so. that's like, everyone is on that journey, right? Like for mm -hmm. me, it happened to be crazy trips to Cuba and Spain but mm -hmm. for other people, it's landing an internship and, you know, meeting their, their loved one, you know, meeting someone that they love that they never thought mm -hmm. they would meet. So for me, it was kind of more of a movie-esque situation, mm -hmm. but I feel like everyone has to go through that. You know, you don't know where you're going to end up, but you got to mm -hmm. keep pushing forward. Definitely without La Liga in Cuba, I would not have moved to Spain. Yeah. And so that's why it's so inspiring because I feel like, like you said, even though you might not have been this majority like problem solver, like leading all these games, you were support, but you also still got to experience like such a positive, like mentorship experience. Yeah. And that's led you to like realize the value in mentorship, which I love because I, I completely agree. I think that finding good mentors and good coaches are to quote you, how you get to like the next level and how you really find like true success in something that you want to, that you're passionate about. So yeah, dude, I, I love think, that. I I, that's so inspiring. Something even more beautiful about mentors too, is, is something that they find value in that maybe I hadn't thought of. So Anton, for example, he pushed me to, you know, find the value in another language and another culture. And mm -hmm. now that's, you know, a cornerstone of my identity is, I've experienced these other cultures and I've been able to find value in traveling and, you know, making the most out of my time. Another huge, huge value for me that, you know, you're given 24 hours in a day, every day. And for me, there was a moment in college there where I was waking up, wasting eight hours, doing 30 minutes of work. And then the rest of the day was gone. And I was like, well, I did 30 minutes of work. Yeah. But what about the other 23 and a half hours, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> literally that's that's how I felt for a while and I think a great thing about traveling as well is you normally think about a trip right you think about the parameters of time that you're going so you're like mm -hmm. I'm going to Spain for a week and you don't plan on oh that day I'm not going to do I'm going to do 30 hour 30 minutes of work the rest I'm just going to veg out you know you, mm -hmm. you you plan to make the most out of that time and mm -hmm. having those experiences were like we're milking the most out of every day. It's easy then to come back and live in a, in a place where you're comfortable, but know that there's people out there making the most out of the 24 hours, you know? And that was something that I had to learn as well, because before that I wasn't taking advantage of it. Dude. So I guess there's kind of a dichotomy there because for these like last couple of years, you've, you've kind of learned like, okay, I need to, like, I really need to make the most of my time. And then this global pandemic hits. So how has that changed your lifestyle now? Have you felt like you reverted or like maybe you've like shifted a little bit or are you still trying to like, is it motivated you even more to like find time or, or what have you done? Yeah, there? that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think it's like a little bit of both in each direction. Like you were kind of speaking on before we went live, like it's, it's harder to spend your time going out and meeting people and doing things face to face like we're used to, you know, we lived through the beginning of our whole lives like that. So in that mm -hmm. sense, I do feel like I've kind of wasted a little bit more time just at home, just because I'm not getting those interactions that like I feed off of, you know, mm -hmm. um, but in the other, in the other sense, in the other side of that coin, now if I want to have a meeting with someone instead of planning an hour before and an hour after for commuting or whatever, I walk from my bed to the computer and that's all I have to do, you know? So it's, it's insanely easier to connect with people and to kind of sit down to do my work 
I think so much of what I grew from abroad and even just in Iowa City during college was face-to-face spending time with people because that's how you learn. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of both, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, how do you think COVID has changed your perception of time? Dude, that's, yeah. I asked you that and I can't even answer it myself. (laughs) 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 Sorry for the, the... The bomb drop. No, I. Wow, wow. It's a good, it's a really good question to think about for sure. Yeah. I was, I talked to somebody, I can't remember who it was. I was telling them how, like, when I was studying for the CPA, I mean, that's like 400 hours of like tests, like yeah. preparing for like four tests, you know, and like COVID was happening. I was like, it, it kind of made me realize, you know, you never really know the last time you're going to see someone because not like I had friends that were like getting really sick and passing away, but it was mm-hmm. a period of time where like, we were all moving to different cities and like starting new chapters. I felt like this summer that I was really looking forward to like having that kind of like goodbye summer and like spending a lot of time. It turned into you're actually, I, I, you're still moving and I just don't know the next time I want to see you because I might not get to say goodbye, you know, but it actually, that kind of flip-flop because I knew I was moving, but I ended up moving back in with my family. Oh, yeah. So it, it made those, that, those moments like, like a, a lot more cherishable. So I don't know. I think, like you said, it's kind of a mix because I feel like at times I'm like, why am I wasting my time studying for this test? It doesn't matter. I should be spending time with my family or friends. And then there are times where it's like, this is, you're actually really lucky that you can't really do anything else other than study right now because exactly. you can feel like less bad about it. <laughs> um, definitely. Dude, to kind of bring it back to mentorship, because I have a question for you that yes. I've been thinking about a little bit. You're A lot of your siblings are a lot older than you. I feel like for a lot of people growing up, if you have siblings, it's easy to find them as like kind of a quasi mentor and you don't really realize it until you're older. Do you feel like that you had like mentors in your older brothers and sisters, even though they're kind of like much older than you? And do you think that those relationships were different as in terms of like a mentorship than with like friends or, or other people you met? Yeah. Um, good question. I think especially because my brothers and sisters are so much older than me, I've been kind of able to see the successes that they've had and the failures that they've had or the mistakes they've made. And it's not so fresh anymore. You know, like when my brother was was in high school, he made X, Y, Z mistake, but now Mm -hmm. he's out of that, out of the shock of that mistake and he's learned from it. And I've been lucky enough to hear the story of that mistake and then act accordingly. So I don't fall into that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think the age difference is something that's really helped me become a little bit more mature than maybe I would have if my brothers were only two or three years above me. Now, in the same sentence, it's it's kind of hard because I grew up like as an only child almost. You know, they're all out of the out of the house by the time I was in high school. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of wish I would have had someone there, but that was the role that you, Anton, all those people that I mentioned before, like you guys are my brothers and sisters that helped me through what I was going through, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's unique. I really love it now though, because they're all my sister actually just had a baby. Um, oh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I got to meet him two days ago. So we drove nice. up and had dinner to him or with them. And yeah, it's, it's weird now because I'm an uncle, like seven times my mm-hmm. family has <laughs> like established my houses and you know, that yeah. part's, cool. that part's cool. Yeah. I don't know. What about you being, being, you know, kind of, you have a younger sibling. I didn't have anyone yeah. below me. I always wanted it <laughs> able to act kind of like as a mentor there, but you're pretty close with Andrew, like in age. So Mm-hmm. How do you think that's affected your relationship with him? Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit. That's kind of why I asked you because I feel like mentorship between siblings is so different from with other people. Maybe that's pretty obvious, but I guess I was thinking about, like you had mentioned, when you hear about 
your older siblings, like if they make a mistake, you actually hear about like the fallout, what happened. You hear it from their perspective, you hear it from your parents. Like you actually get like kind of a holistic view of like what happened typically. Whereas if you meet like a professional mentor, you might never ever hear about like what mistakes they made that had led them to a certain like philosophy or mindset or like strategy. And I think that's what can kind of cause like the idolization of certain people is you're not actually close enough to them to know like, oh, they actually were terrible at this or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, um, and so that's where I think it's like kind of a special relationship when you have this like, you know, kind of mentorship between siblings. You know, I, I heard about my older brother and sister's mistakes, like Andrew heard about mine. And, and hopefully that gives them a little bit more like realistic picture. But I also feel like I, and this is like one of my biggest regrets as an older brother is I feel like it was a lot easier for me to kind of like forget or like misconstrue that he perceived me that way, like as a mentor, because when you're actively a mentor, whether it's like in school or in the community, you know, that's what you're doing. And that's like your main relationship with this person. And so you kind of treat them accordingly. Right. But I feel like so many times I forgot about that. And that made me a lot more like easy to scold or like get upset or like fight with. And you forget that like, they look up to you. They look up to you for answers. That brotherly love. (laughs) Brotherly love. Yeah. And so that's like, seriously, I still think about that sometimes. Like, I can't believe that like, you know, Andrew wanted to play soccer. I wanted to play soccer. And like, I got impatient with him when he was like, literally just looking up to me and just wanted to learn from me, you know? Like, how could I ever have gotten impatient with him? Because he just wanted to learn. And so that's kind of another weird thing about siblings is you're so much closer and, and you're siblings first. And so sometimes it creates these weird, like, not weird, but like sad or, or upsetting or like harder times being in mentorship to, to that, to your brother, to your sister, whereas mm-hmm. you're a mentor in a professional sense, like they know your successes more than any of your flaws. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like that's, that's kind of the beauty in like finding friends or like business partners that you're really close with that you can like kind of be mentorship from because you, even though you're not related, you can still kind of get to that level. And I think that creates a lot more like honest communication and expectations, you know, Yeah. because, you know, so many people as like leaders or mentors will be like, do as I say, but not as I do. And we see that all the time and people forget about that. And so then they idolize these people that have like these like bad track records, (laughs) you know, I think, I think also some of the best brothers and, and older siblings in general and mentors, leaders are the, the people who kind of lead by example. So I know you're, you, you're probably harder on yourself than I would be with you being with Andrew, but you're out there with him kind of leading by example, showing him how to kick a soccer ball, showing him, you know, when Mm -hmm. he gets to college, he enrolls in all these clubs and stuff that you had done. You know, I think some of that stuff as, as the mentor itself in your shoes, it goes on under the rug. You don't necessarily notice that you're doing that, but from someone who's on the third party without an immediately older brother or, or a younger sibling, like that's the type of stuff that I see you doing and every every mentor that I've met, honestly, just kind of leading by example and like taking mm-hmm. that that person's growth into their own hands. In a way. Yeah, I appreciate that. I agree. It's it's always like you think back and you think like, oh, how did I figure out how to do that? But I'm so glad that I did because it made it a hundred times easier for the next person or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah, dude, I feel that. When you think now, like going forward, what do you look? What will you look for now in in like a new mentor when you start? law school and when you start your professional career do you feel like because I feel like you kind of have different life mentors right you have mentors for just like life how to live your life right you have mentors for like the professional life maybe like religious mentors or like whatever that can be do you feel like 
you're in a good space now with mentorship or are you kind of like looking for new mentors in certain aspects of your life or where are you out there? Yeah. Uh, I definitely feel like I'm in a great space with mentors right now because I'm lucky enough that the mentors I've made in the past have like stayed a part of my life. So I'm just kind of like adding to the aggregate. Um, but when I get to law school, yeah, it's like a great opportunity to kind of forge my new way of like how I want to live, what I want to like become in myself. So I think Mm -hmm. as I did in every stage of my life, when I didn't know what I was doing when I was a novice, yeah, I'm really looking forward to meeting people who are in immigration law or passionate about similar things that I am. I I always go back to this example, but it's a great one. When I first made varsity, the soccer team for city high, Mm -hmm. I, Alejandro was uh, like the stud of the, our team. I thought we had a good, lot of good players, but Alejandro was a player I wanted to be like, cause he played my position and I'll never forget in practices, sometimes literally holding on to his Jersey and making myself stay there with him, figuring out how he passed the ball, do stuff like that. Kind of like using that same energy when I go to law school, like I'm really looking forward to finding out who's, who's the student above me that I want to be in my class and who's, you know, what, what jobs are people taking that I want to take and holding on to their shirt and figuring out, you know, how do I become close to this person? How does this person show me what they've learned over the last two years or year or whatever it be? Maybe they're in my class. Like mm-hmm. how do I figure out to become more like them? And hopefully I think I've got myself on my two feet enough now that I'll be able to be a shirt for someone else to hold, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's my goal in men- in terms of mentorship and then maintaining contact with the mentors that I have now is so important to me, which is why I'm so happy. I got to like talk to you, even if it's over zoom, I know mm-hmm. that soon enough we'll be able to, to meet up in person, hopefully knock on wood. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, that's, that's my, that's where I'm at. What are your goals for your mentorships coming up? Dude, I first, I love that. I love that. Like, anecdote and i love how how you can like picture that like like you can totally picture holding on to his shirt and like that's actually so that's such a good way to think about like how to find a mentor is like who do you want to like tag along with and like see like this is how you do things yeah um and and that made me think of so in my job i started in august and in was it february think it was February in February. Um, like you said, when you, when you start, when you start to be part of a group, you want to find someone like who you can like kind of cling to, who you can like walk, walk through things. So all through, like starting through February, I had, uh, three guys that I had all like worked pretty close with. Two of them were like managers. So they're like five years ahead of me. And then this guy's a senior who's like four years ahead of me. So, um, all three of them, I'd worked really close with them in like multiple projects. So I was like, these guys I love working with there, I, I told them all like, Hey, like if you have projects that you need, you know, my level at, like, please, I'd love to like work with you more. Um, yeah. and one by one. So in February, one of them left, uh, in March, one of them left. And now in April, one of them's leaving. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, that's exactly right. When, when the last guy told me, I was like, Oh my God, when I started like my first couple of projects, like you three were like my home, like not my homies, but like you guys were like my, like my mentors that I, you know, I'd kind of not that I'd say like, I want you to be my mentor, but like they knew 
based on how I treated them, like, Hey, like, I really respect you took the time to talk with me about that. Like, Hey, I really want, you to know, I appreciate like you taking me on to work with you because I've enjoyed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that, like I told me that's, I started to think, I was like, okay, what, what, what would someone who is like smart do in this situation? Like what, <laughs> what should I be thinking to do like right now? And so then I thought to myself, like, okay, what I need to do it's and this is what I've like, I'm pretty sure smart people say this is like, I need to cling to like, I need to find someone that I can like work really closely with. that can like vouch for me, teach me a lot. Now that these people are gone. Yeah. Um, and you're exact now that I think about it, like the perfect analogy is like, yeah, I need to find someone who's like, sure. I can just hold on to who can I like, like get pulled around by, like, just like pick up things along the way. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying to find that in my job right now. And, yeah. and so I'm kind of in that period where uh, I, I've been really lucky that, a lot of those people. So like, there's like people above those people, the, the mentors that left who've yep. said like, Hey, like you were on this last year, you're gonna be on this year. Um, and they're really high up. So I've been saying like, Hey, like, I want you to know, like, I am kind of like hurting right now in terms of like leadership. Like I, I miss these people. I feel like I learned a lot. Like, can I come to you with questions? Like, you know, can we talk a little bit more often? Um, and so for me, that's kind of, but what I've been going through the last couple of weeks at work is like just really trying to find that relationship again. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause for a while too, I was like, dang, like they're living, like, do I need to start looking for a new job? Um, <laughs> like, what do I do here? Like, who am I talking to? Like, how, how am I supposed to feel right now? So I was kind of lost for like a couple of days there. Um, sure. but yeah, now I'm feeling really good about like, okay, like I know two people I'm going to like start reaching out to more. I'm going to, like you said, like hang on to them. Hopefully I get projects with them, like talk to them a lot more often. Um, and kind of yeah. like see where it takes me. So oh, that's yeah, awesome. it's, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's like, it gives me an opportunity to like really kind of like show what I'm made of because I feel like I haven't gotten to do that really yet. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, it's cool when you're reaching out to new mentors and, and new people like coworkers, peers or whatever, because you almost are like, you're the, you're the product of all the mentors and people you've met before. And mm-hmm. then bring all that to the table to someone else who has their pyramid of people. And, you know, when you meet someone like those guys you're speaking about, like you're essentially just joining it, all of that knowledge into pushing your company further, yourself, your career further, you know? So yeah, that's super exciting. I'm, I'm glad we're kind of in the same phase of that right now, actually, because it's, I don't think that journey ever stops, you know, mm-hmm. like my grandpa who just passed away last year, like he told me he never stopped going to try to meet people who he could learn something from. Mm-hmm. and 92 so i'm 20 <laughs> no i feel old at 23 but we got a lot a lot of people a lot of stuff to bring to the table dude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i guess i just thought of this now but one thing i realized when i was looking for mentors at work i leaned on my mentors like in life like i was reaching out to my dad yeah and i was reaching out to my little brother andrew actually um and I was talking to some friends. I was like, dog, like, what do I do here? You know? Cause I, like I said, I was trying to think about like, what would a smart person do in this situation? Yep. And then I realized like, well, I could just ask the smart people I got in my life, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like they don't get, they'll help me out. So, you know, and that's, that's kind of a beautiful piece of mentorship too, is if you can find mentors in different kind of facets of your life, like I'd mentioned professionally, personally, in whatever, wherever you identify, you know, they can help you in other aspects too, that you might not realize. Awesome. And with that, that was my conversation with Mitch about mentorship. So I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, I certainly had such a fun time talking with him. Um, I really learned a lot and it gave me a chance to reflect a little bit about my life and what does it mean to have 
people that I can look up to, go to for help. When you kind of move and transition in your life, is it, you know, making you kind of a little bit more intentional about, you know, do I need to find new mentors or how can I kind of, you know, stick with the ones that I'm close to? And so it, it was a great conversation. I, I really had a lot of fun and Mitch and I don't talk nearly enough now that now that I've moved. So I'm, I was really happy to be able to spend some time together. But again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate the support. Um, like I said, keep a lookout for the next couple episodes and the season finale that's going to be out in about a month or so. So yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, if you notice, I'm actually, I took the ad off because it's just like, who cares? You know, we don't need ads on this. Again, thank you all for the listen and we will see you next week with episode 10 of The Value Project.